and welcome to the Vineyard Northwest podcast. At Vineyard Northwest, we aim to be a culture that welcomes heaven to earth by raising up world-changing kingdom leaders. We hope you enjoyed this message from our prophetic ministry pastor, Micah Turnbow. Good morning. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. It's, I'm, well, it's, why am I saying here? I live here, so it's not like a, you know, uh, you know a, a new church I'm at or anything. But it is fun to like, uh, to be at your own home and talk to your family members. It's so nice. It really is. And the Lord has been, just been opening up new opportunities for me. And I, sometimes I think I know what I'm doing. And then I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, and it's fun. It's a fun, you know, adventure. But like Wilson said, yeah, I, I'm a prophet. It's pretty cool. Um, I still eat, drink, and sleep <laughs> as much as I need to. The podcast I'm doing and the book. You guys are so proud of me. Thank you. <laughs> Let me take a bow. Well, yes. So I am. I am. I'm writing a book. Uh, well, two. A children's book. And I got an illustrator for that. And then also just a regular book for all the old folks. But it's going to be really good. It's going to be really good. Um, Destiny Image has just been incredible in helping me figure all this out. Because, you know, I'm always in this place of seeing stuff. And, you know, it's hard to, like, focus. But, like, they're really good at helping me. So that's really good. And the podcast, I've been doing a lot of podcasts. So God is really getting me out there and... Um, I'm just excited. I'm really excited about it. So, yeah. So I want to talk about um, God encounters. We've been on the subject of salt of the earth. And um, one of the things that the Lord has really poured into my life and that flows out of my life are supernatural God encounters. Um, and I've always been that, that, the kid that was like, end of fantasy and all that kind of stuff. You know, I always was all, my mind was always all over the place, you know, and the Lord has wired me that way to see into the spiritual realm. And I love that he bought me to, brought me to this church because this place is my home. And a lot of uh, prophets who have gifts the way I do are looking for home. Okay. And so it's, me being present in a body of Christ, or as I like to say, at the dinner table, okay, at the dinner table is healing even for the prophetic movement, okay? So I want to say that this is, this is a church that has God encounters, where heaven is touching earth, and I want to say that we are not the same church we were a year ago, two years ago even. We are not the same church a year ago, which is a good thing. In earlier this year, I had this uh, vision that was a word for, for our body. And I loved it because Van was, uh, last week was talking about grapes and the squeezing of the pressure of the grapes. I had this vision where I saw the Lord and he, um, in this vision, he was standing in front of me and he held a bunch of grapes in his hands. And he began to squeeze them 
into a cup. And there was so much juice. As he kept squeezing it and squeezing it, I was like, surely that's the end of it. And it just kept going. And the cup began to overflow. And I said to the Lord in the vision, I said, what does this mean? Well, what does this mean, Lord? And he said, I have wine to give now. He said, the church is that new wine I'm giving. That pressure we went through last year was him squeezing. He is reaping his reward now through you. That means that the counters in your life that are happening are going to increase. That means when you step out and release the presence of God or counters or encouragement, it's, you're going to see an increase of that in, that in your life. This is a church of God encounters. The Lord told me, he said, and this is for all of you, it's for me too, that he's very, very proud of you. You did well. You did well. You should give yourself a round of applause for that. Because everyone got tested. Everyone went through the pressure. And you served your king well. So as we move on here, I, I want to look at some encounters in the Bible. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm up here talking about, you know, Wilson talks about these, told, told me, talks about these supernatural encounters and things like that. But uh, I want to look at the Bible because they are in the Bible as well. The Bible <laughs> is full of unique encounters. Some of them that are like, oh, cool, that makes sense a little bit. And some of them that are like, what? An ox and an eagle and a man and a, you know, whatever else, lion. What the heck is that? <laughs> okay. It's full of unique encounters. And I want us to look at the Bible because we read this every day. So this, is, this should be language that we're used to. Is those stories in the Bible, we should be having those as well. Uh-oh. We thought it was for the prophet. No. The prophet's there to say, honestly, good job. Keep going. That's right. That's normal. I know your hair, you're pulling your hair out like, wow, me too. <laughs> wow. Poor Ezekiel got pulled by his hair up. Oh my goodness. So yeah, let's look at some stuff in the Bible. Like I, I, I want to look at, um, let's look at Paul, the apostle Paul. He had an encounter that changed his life. And as I, as I describe some of these, I'm going to pull out some uh, some characteristics of what do encounters bring. Okay, so Paul in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. But Saul, I'm going to read it to you, but Saul, still breathing uh, threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues 
at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now he went on his way and approached Damascus. And suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city. You will be told what you are to do. Paul and, Paul's encounter. I love this encounter because it lets you know what true encounters bring. In this story, we see that Paul got correction. He was doing something wrong, and God knocked him off the horse. <laughs> okay? I love that, because it's like, it, it shows how big and wonderful God is, and God's like, up. Oh. No, and then the Lord revealed himself. And I love it, because Paul, when he sees this light, he asks, who are you, Lord? And then he said who he was. In this light, he uses the phrase, who are you, Lord? Encounters with God bring us into a place of asking. Asking is a good thing. We need to get used to, as a body, to be in a place of asking. A mentor of mine said, seers ask questions all the time. And that is what encounters do. They bring up the question of who God is and the Lord revealed himself. Another thing that as a body, that it's okay to do is to ask, is this from God? I have had encounters that seem to be like, oh, that seems good. And I asked and I was like, and I discerned testing. I think it's in, um, it's in 1 John 4, 1 through 3, or tells us to test the spirits. I had to do that. I still do that. The reason why you want to do that is not because of religious thinking. It's an awareness that there is a supernatural world, there's good and there's bad. And we want the bad, uh, not the bad. <laughs> we want the good stuff, not the bad stuff. We want the good stuff. So it's okay to ask, is this from God or is this not from God? So Paul had a unique encounter that brought correction and it launched him even into the ministry he's supposed to have. That's what encounters do. It brings correction and it launches you further into what God is wanting you to do. Another one of my favorites is Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 9. 
I'm not going to read that thing to you. I'll just describe it. Isaiah has this encounter where he sees the Lord high and lifted up, meaning his throne was raised. And the train of his robe filled the temple. The hem of God's garment filled the temple. That's pretty big. Can you imagine the hem of God's garment filling this church? Think about that. And then he sees around the throne these beings called seraphim made out of fire. They have six wings. Two, they're flying. Two, they're covering their face. And two, they're covering their feet. And they are crying out, glory, glory, glory. And everything is shaking. And the temple fills with smoke. Could you imagine these walls shaking? And then Isaiah goes into this place of repentance saying, Woe is me, I dwell in a people of unclean lips, and I have seen the Lord. And the Lord cleanses his lips. The Lord has blessed me to be able to see that. It is like standing in front of, an, I mean, it's an explosion of power. And when it says seraphim, which means fiery beings, fiery ministers, it means that they're actually made out of fire. And they still say glory, glory, glory. I love this encounter because what happened is Isaiah is commissioned to prophesy to the people. He gets a new perspective of what God is like. It empowers him to walk in obedience and repentance. And he also sees true worship. That is what encounters bring to us, worship, empowerment, repentance. Another guy we got is Moses. I love Moses. You know, you know, these people are in heaven and I have met them. And still those stories that you read in the Bible, they still talk about them because it's their testimony. Your testimony goes with you. So they still share those things. So at Moses in Exodus chapter three, verses one through four, I'm going to read this one. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. He looked and behold, the bush was burning and yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that, he turned aside to see. God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. 
This is a unique one to me. Because you have the angel of the Lord appear and Moses makes the decision to go see the bush. What would have happened if Moses decided not to go look at the bush? What would have happened? (laughs) So when he turned to look at the bush, then God said, Moses, Moses. Listen to me, culture right now is fighting for our attention. There is a war going on for our attention. To bring us into a place of encounters, guys, simply we have to be interested in them again. Because God is doing things. And a lot of times what keeps us out of encounters is we're just not interested. We have got to be interested in what God is doing. We have got to be curious again. Curiosity has left the churches. The Lord told me one time, he said, so many are okay with a piece of the bread when I'm going to give them a whole loaf. They will take a taste and say, oh, okay, that's enough. When I have a whole loaf of bread, I'm ready to give them. When we are able to come into that place in our heart, Things begin to happen. We come into that place of saying, I want this. When we get into a place of finally looking, I love it. Moses looked. That's an action. He looked. He didn't have to, but he did. Things start to happen. Expectancy. Another guy we have is John the, Bapt- uh, John the Beloved, the one who went up to heaven. Revelation 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. <laughs> he was there. His whole book was him there. He sees perspective. He encounters the throne room. He sees the angels. He gets a prophetic word for the churches. And he used the same phrase in those chapters, and I looked. Are you guys grabbing that? And I looked. He was interested. So they're important because they bring us into connection with him, with God. And also, they bring you into connection with people. When you have God encounters, you are connecting to God but it's also gonna bring you in contact with people. What happened when Moses had that encounter at the bush? He went 
back to Egypt. His encounter led him to people. John's encounter, when he saw all that stuff, he wrote them down for people. So encounters with God, they bring you to him, closer to him, but they also connect you to people. So to the prophetic people out there, isolation is a... I'm sure John the Baptist had wonderful encounters out in the wilderness, but he came back to the people. And guess who he saw? The one who he was encountering. So, as I said, they show us his perspective. We need his perspective if we're gonna have influence. We're going to need God's perspective if we're going to have influence, if we're going to be tasty, if we're going to have some flavor. Put some oregano on it. <laughs> Garlic. <laughs> Garlic, oregano. <laughs> we were talking about salt earlier. I'm like, I like salt. Put some garlic, some onion powder. I want some flavor. You know, all of us are going to have, we're all going to have flavor. People are going to taste and really see that the Lord is good. Yes. Encounters with God give us testimony. You have something to give, something to say. It changes you. So how do we live a lifestyle of encounters? We have to believe. We have to believe that God is 100% interested in you. You know what? Doubt is terrible. The Lord took me into a vision one time and I was watching. He was standing, I don't know, we're on a hill or something. And he was watching out over the hill. And I go up to him and I say, Lord, what are you doing? I know that's how I always start off with a question. Obviously, I see he's watching, but I ask. I said, Lord, what are you doing? He said, I'm watching, look. So I look, and I see this cloud, and it was moving closer and closer and closer, and I realized there were these bats. And I said, those are bats. He said, indeed. He said, that's doubt. The greatest attack on the churches is doubt. And I said, what do I do? What do we do? What do we do? And Jesus kindly said, believe. Believe, believe, believe. I said, but what if we feel, what if I don't, what if I'm, I'm in my heart, I'm, I'm struggling with, okay, well, I don't feel like believing. Lord said, believe anyway. We have to believe. Cultivate hunger is another thing. We must never become complacent. Things are the way they are. Uh-uh. 
Things are the way they are. No, it's not. Seek the Lord in intimacy, corporately, individually. Prayer, humbly ask for them. God gives encounters to those who ask. We had a prayer event Thursday morning. We were having an encounter with God. And we were asking and proclaiming in prayer events, you're not the only people in the room. There are angels in the room taking your prayers. They look like light and they put it in a bowl or a bucket and they go. Sometimes they are given weapons. To cultivate even more of a lifestyle of encounters, we have to focus outward. What is going on out there? Outward ministry. What we just did earlier today, worship. Enter his courts with thanksgiving. Each of you were having an encounter during worship. When Jen was singing that song, the last song, and Tim, I don't know, he got really loud. That was so cool. I always start to look around when Tim starts playing really loud because it releases things. He's not up here just playing notes. He's actually releasing things in the atmosphere with his guitar. When Jen is singing, she's actually releasing things, even the drummer. When he started playing that, got real loud, Jen was right here probably and Derry over here. An angel, probably about mm, 10 feet tall, comes up because he, he released it, comes up, his wings open up, stretch up, and he put his hand on his heart and he began to say, oh, we surrender, and he just began to weep. And his wings began to Could you feel that room go whoop? The first song, they were going, there were angels going, woo, woo. Some of them, they would bounce on top of your heads, woo, when Vinny was jumping. We were having God encounters. So worship, I, I want to emphasize that. Worship is so easy for us to do. I mean, literally. Sing to God. <laughs> Just sing to Him. That brings you into an encounter. Just sing to God. As I said... It releases things in the room. It releases, the, it, it releases you to go out there, out into the world and bring encounters out there. For example, you know how we always give prophetic words to people outside of this church? That's an actual God encounter. Even when you give words to people here, that's an actual God encounter. Let me tell you what happens. When you are giving a prophetic word, 
Coming out of your mouth is light, literal light. And it goes right into the heart of the person. Sometimes a simple word is, hey, I just want you to know that God really cares about you, releases armies of angels. I've seen that happen. It released an army of angels. And we're like, I just feel like, you know, God just, you know, he really cares about you. Walk away really quick. (laughs) I've been that person. God wants you to know that he loves you. Okay, bye. (laughs) And I remember I did that one time. I said, God wants you to know that he loves you. Oh, thank you so much. Person's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, all right, bye. You know, know, that's uh, to me. I was like, that's a nice thing. I didn't, you know, people will always won't, they won't reject that. I don't think, you know. But the Lord said, turn around and look. And so I did and I looked and there were three angels in armor walking next to this person. Simply because I said, God loves you. One time, I was going to Kroger. Kroger. And uh, give me some food. And I had this picture in my head. Just a picture. I had a picture in my head, which is awesome. That's an encounter. When you get pictures in your head, that's an encounter. It's okay, guys, if you don't 100% know what the pictures mean or the visions mean when you see them, just run with them. Try it out. Understanding may come later. So I had this picture. I said, well, Lord, I want to practice, um, I want to practice, you know, this power evangelism. I want to practice it. So I sat in my car before I got out and I got this picture. And I saw just a man coming up to me in in my head and he had a black, Sure, it had like a Grim Reaper on it. And I said, okay. And he was a white guy. And I said, okay. Well, maybe I'll find a white guy with that kind of shirt. So I get out and I'm walking and I'm looking at the shirts. <laughs> you know? And I found this, this guy was coming towards me and he had the same shirt on, but he was a black man. And I thought, oh, oh well, you're black. So it can't be, you know, I said, you can't be. And I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll just try it and see, you know, what happens. So I go up to him and of course, I'm like, okay, I got this. I got a picture and I realized I didn't have anything to say. So I'm just like, oh, hi. And I'm like, oh Lord. I said, what do I say? What do I say? And I said, hi, my name is Micah. He was like, hey man, what's up? And I'm like, hi. And I'm like, God, give me a word. Give me something. I'm like, I should have waited a little longer. You know, like, give me something. And um, I said, well, you know, I just, you just seem like a cool guy. And I just wanted to say hi. And I'm like, eyes, if you start working right now, in Jesus' name, start seeing. You know, like, you start. And this, uh, as I'm watching, you know, just this guy, I watch as this, Angel, probably about six feet tall in a white robe, comes up and he had in his hand a kidney. And he looked at me like, because angels are happy, okay? They're not. They're very happy. Okay, he comes up with this kidney in his hand. I knew it was a kidney. I watched a lot of medical videos on CBS, so I figured they would. But, uh, you know, he had it in his hand. And so I said, hmm, okay, there's an angel there. And I said, hey, is there anything you need prayer for? And uh, he said, uh, you know, I'm, he said, yeah, I mean, I'm supposed to be uh, getting a, a kidney soon. 
And I said, oh, and so immediately I wanted to say, guess what? You know, there's an angel there that has it. I didn't do that because I would have freaked him out. So I didn't do it. But, I, you know, I just said, okay, well, let me just pray for you. So is, is that okay if I pray for you? And he was just like, oh, no, man, it's okay. And I said, well, that's all right. I said, well, you know what? I'm, I thank God. I just do this anyway. I thank God for blessing you with a new kidney, bro. Thanks. And that angel with that kidney flew right to his side and flew away. And I wanted to yell, when you get your new kidney, let me know. You know, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. So that was that. But then, you know, maybe, I don't know, a few weeks later, go to the Kroger and there's that guy again. I recognize him, different shirt. Found out that he worked there at Kroger. And he said, you're the weird guy. And I said, I am the weird guy. He said, yeah, man. He said, guess what? I got a new kidney. And I said, you did? He said, yes, I got a new kidney. And he was like all in the midst of F-bombs and, you know, and everything. And I said, that's so cool. He's, but what was so cool, I th- I, in my mind, I thought, oh, well, he just, you know, he had a kidney and, the, you know, he got healed from it. No, he got a kidney. He had one. He had two now. That's a God encounter. It started off with a picture. A picture that I was half right. <laughs> See, even if you, even if you, uh, you know, you, you, you don't always get the, you know, the intro of the word right, God can still do something. Just try it. The world is ready for encounters. They are ready to talk to you. God is ready to do amazing things through you. Just get interested. Even a little interest, God can do something. Even if it's, I'm just going to walk through Kroger and I'm going to pray. You know you're releasing things like that just by you being in an in a store, an atmosphere, you're like a pillar of fire to the demons, seriously? When they, that's what you look like to them. A pillar of fire, and they don't like fire. Just by you being present. Closing. I went to a movie theater to watch Avengers Affinity War for the fourth time. (laughs) Love that movie. I brought my blanket because it was cold in the theater. So I brought my blanket. There's a reason to bring it. But... And, you know, I, the, it, it was one of the best. The whole, you know, you have the theater to yourself. You know, you can spread out and everything, you know. It was great. I wore house shoes. You know, because I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. And I got my popcorn and my big old thing of pop. And I went to, you know, watch the movie, minding my own business. A guy sits next to me wearing a Spider-Man T-shirt, blue jeans, normal guy. A big uh, cup of Dr. Pepper. And we're watching the movie. And he's, he's, he's like, hey, can I, can I have some of your popcorn? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. So, you know, I just, 
you know, put it in the sand here. You know, and uh, we watch the movie in the credits roll. And he gets up, you know, and he looks at me. He said, that was so good. And I said, that was really good movie. I love it. He said, how many times have you seen it? So this is my fifth time, I believe. He said, well, you're dedicated. I said, I spent a lot of money on this movie. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, and so he said, I, he said, well, I bet, I bet. And he said, you know, we're, you know, I'm thinking we're having nerd talk here. He says, you know, I love Spider-Man. I said, you do? He said, yeah, he's one of my favorites. And I said, well, that's cool. He said, you know, because he always looks after the little guy, the neighborhood guy, the neighborhood hero. He said, it'd be, it would be cool if the church would think a little bit more like Spider-Man. And I thought, wow, this, okay, this guy's a Christian. Spider-Man and Jesus. This is awesome. You know, I'm thinking in my head. So I stand up and I say, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I said, my name is Micah. And he shook my hand. He said, my name is Jesus. And vanished. I love that story. Of course, I'm like. And I just walk out, grab my blanket, and I sit in my car. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I was sitting next to Jesus the whole time. And I said, Holy Spirit, when did he get into the building? Like, how did, like, how did he get in the building? And so I'm like, ah. And so then Holy Spirit brought back to my memory those times where I watched the guy at the counter, order counter, when he got his pop. He was talking to people. They were having encounters with Jesus. Why am I sharing this? Because it shows you how easy it is for the Lord to break in. That easy for the Lord to break in. That means that Jesus is, is, is walking around out there in a different form that we don't recognize. We know that's biblical because remember that happened to the disciples when they were walking with him, they didn't recognize him. People are having God encounters out there. And we get to be a part of it. In the movie theater. That lady, those people were talking to him. What did he say? I have no idea. I want to pray for you. If you would, would you hold out your hands? I just want to bless you and release grace into the room. Guys, this is all for you. This is for you too. So Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that we get to have God encounters with you. Fun, awesome, exciting God encounters. And the grace that you poured out over my life, I release to them supernatural encounters. I release the fire of God over each of you right now. In Jesus' name, amen.